Hello, my friend. I am Sam Goldsmith, and this is Namaste Type A, the podcast for women who slay at some things and suck at others. Today, I am delighted to be sharing with you some information from a beautiful lady, Megan Limpus. She has a business on the Sunshine Coast called Blooming Healthy, and she's a certified health coach and a busy mum with two young daughters. She's married to a chef, and she says over the years he has thickened her waistline with his gourmet but sometimes hefty food, and she's now embracing life changing journey to help make herself and her family more healthy through natural solutions and whole foods and she does this by helping people to develop an understanding and appreciation for the lifestyle that a balanced and healthy mindset can bring so she's changed her way of life and is really happy now to be able to share that with others. I love that um, Meg shares she's also found a way to achieve her lifetime goals, one of which is developing um, a project uh, called Days for Girls, which we're going to get to talk about uh, on this podcast as well. So delighted to have you here. Thank you so much, Meg. Thank you. It's an absolute honour. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. So to be on it is an absolute delight. Thanks, Sam. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, Megs, can you just start by briefly sharing your story with us and just a little bit about how you arrived at this really holistic, beautiful health message that you're sharing now? Yeah, definitely. I think it was definitely being a very, very active child dancer and being a very, very fit person until I was 16 and I got hit by a car. And unfortunately, that led to health things were going sort of wrong and then guess what? I turned 18 and holy moly, doesn't that change your life when you love having fun and, you know, doing all sorts of act activities, drinking and just things that are not 100% for your body, which we a lot of us go through when we're younger. And that for me was when I really um, stopped the sport due to injury and then started, you know, having these fun weekends with girlfriends and drinking too much. And weight was then an, an issue. And um, I cleaned up my axe. I only had a couple of years of party life. And then I met that beautiful man, which I did thicken my waistline, my chef, and I discovered food. So I went from basically trying to get healthy to meeting this man that was this most incredible cook. And, um, yeah, he, he definitely... Did all sorts of things to to um to my body, food related, of course. That sounds terrible, but I, I placed on so much weight and I was just unhealthy. So really breaking that down, eighteen years ago when I did meet him, and you know we had a hospitality lifestyle. I just really, really struggled. I yo-yo dieted, and I was just really ill all the time. I'd lose weight, I'd put it on, and just be so sick of this you know, revolving. And it wasn't until we had trouble sort of trying to conceive children that I really knew I had to turn everything around. And this is where Blooming Healthy sort of comes from. So successfully after looking after myself, we fell pre pregnant naturally, which was amazing. And at each of my pregnancies, I was 20 kilos actually lighter at the end of my pregnancy than at the beginning. I had a very healthy baby, but I was just looking after myself. So I got so intrigued with nutrition I started thinking okay I really really want to eat whole foods just not do the yo-yo dieting I lost 30 kilos and I was so inspired I started blooming healthy so this is where it's led to just helping other people do it in the most natural way and not put any pressure on themselves and just honor what they're eating and really have the education around it so in an in a yeah nutshell that's my story to how blooming healthy sort of come around 
Wow, I didn't know that um, about you being hit by a car or anything like that. It's it's a strong resonance for me because that actually happened to me when I was about 16 as well and it really um, resonates a lot to hear that, um, you know, we can go into those destructive phases um, after we have traumatic events and things happen. So I'd love to talk to you more about that um, another time, but it's fascinating Mm. that there's that alignment. Um, Anyway, Megs, I really wanted to have you on the show after we connected at a social media event where we were um, we're both participants there and I heard a bit about this philosophy that you have around women and particularly mums not being so hard on themselves and you know make the philosophy of this podcast is around choosing the path of least resistance and dropping those um, striving and perfectionism tendencies that we all or most of us as women have so that particularly sparked my attention because I'm super passionate about mums dropping judgment towards themselves and towards others and particularly what other mums do. Can you share a little bit about why you're so passionate about women being kinder to themselves, especially as it relates to being a mum? Yeah, definitely. I think when, you know, love, 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 love self-development and I think the whole thing is when we go to these incredible days, a lot of people have that first sort of nervy few minutes where they have to introduce themselves and tell everyone what they're about. And for some reason, it really fires me up when somebody first says, hi, my name is, and I'm a mum of two. And there's there's the most proudest moment in your life when you have children and it's the most incredible thing, but I really don't feel that we should be led by, by that because what were you before? You weren't a mum. You'd lived so much life you discovered things. So I'm really passionate and very, very proud of being a mother of two, but I want to be an incredible role model to my girls to actually know that I am who I am and I am a mum and a wife and so many roles that women actually do have in their life. But really, I think the core of just having an enriched life is actually just to love yourself and, and know who you are first before you can do any of those other roles really, really well. I'm so, um, yeah, definitely, as you can hear, I get really, really passionate about that one because we're just, as women, we put on way too many hats and have these particular things when we just really need to get our self down pat and love ourselves, and everything is much easier if we're kind on ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much pressure, I think, as women to not own all parts of ourselves or to have to compartmentalise into these roles rather than just accepting that each role is an element of who we are that forms a holistic person, you know, that can help us to um, to be more of who we really are um, holistically in the world. I totally agree with that. And Megs, you're a businesswoman, you're a health coach, you've got your own Blooming Healthy brand. You're also a super passionate supporter of this project, Days for Girls, which is a worldwide project advocating for sanitary products for girls and respect for women and supporting girls to understand their body. So I'd love you to share a bit more about that just to build awareness for people who might not have heard of that. But also if you could just share how you balance your business and your work and your passions and your role as a mum and a wife and all of those um, different elements that make up who you are. How how do you balance that and, you know, continue to flourish in your life without getting overwhelmed by it? Yeah, definitely. Well, 
I um, use this word very, it doesn't make me feel anywhere near what it used to, but procrastination. I, I actually felt that I was my own worst enemy until I really wanted to actually dive in that and know why I wasn't doing certain things. But we have to understand there's only so many hours in a day. So probably up until about a year ago, I was very much had no plan to the day, had no flow, and that's how life actually felt. But through um, incredible friendships and podcasts and all sorts of things, I've really learned if you can structure as much of your day as possible, then you can fit in what you really, really want to do anyway. It's just not a matter of just having that plan, that game of this is what I'm actually going to do. But in saying that, if it doesn't go successfully, if something happens, um, don't be hard on yourself. You've, you know, we have deadlines, yes, but if it doesn't happen, the world's not going to end. Don't be hard on yourself. So I think for me, I've got a really great structure of I work out of my home twice a week now. I go to a shared workspace and also to a library. So that takes up two days of the week and I am very much structured on what I would love to get done. And I think rewarding yourself. So you know, pretty much if I've got a, a task that I want to do, something to place on the website, I really, really once or twice a week just do something that I enjoy, go and walk along the beach or have a, you know, a lunch out with a, with a girlfriend, just put that fun in it, which is just, yeah, not to be so hard, put some fun in it and try to be as structured as you can because I just find that really has made a huge difference. And as far as um, Days for Girls go, that's something I'm extremely passionate about and that has actually changed not only me as a person but how I actually do things because I really want to be very successful in life so I can give back to more charities. But Days for Girls is something that's been around for quite a number of years but there's so many third world countries where women don't actually have they don't live like us. They don't have sanitary items, disposable items. They get placed, they get put in sometimes huts and they sit on a piece of cardboard in their menstrual period. And when I first saw a video about this, it impacted me as my just being a woman and being so lucky living in Australia and what we were taught about feminine hygiene. So my girlfriend and I decided to actually start a sewing chapter and we do this in the Sunshine Coast and Brisbane and you can actually come along and help us if you're a sewer or you can cut some material and we actually place through a whole pack uh, and I was lucky enough to actually hand them out into one of the many countries, Nepal this year, which was absolutely life-changing and another story in itself. But as a woman to be able to help other women that are in these countries and aren't anywhere near as lucky as us has been just a huge, huge thing. And I'd, I'd love to invite your audience to, to um, head to my website and actually learn a bit more about Days for Girls because you can just simply donate $15, which will last a, a girl up to four to seven years in a, a, you know, a, a kit. It's, it's just the most amazing project. But don't get me started on that, Sam, because I will take up the entire time. It's I was so just going to ask you if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit of that story about actually being able to 
um, contribute in that way in Nepal because I think this is really pertinent to women having the courage to follow their passion and to be able to hold this or have a container to hold all these elements of ourselves so that we can make our life rich and do things that are life enhancing and certainly having your own business and being willing to do the work that's necessary and to do the personal development work and everything enables you to put all of that time and attention into that beautiful passion project. So I'd love to just hear a little bit about how it was for you in Nepal. Yeah, definitely. So um, Healing Hands, which is a part of an extension of uh, the essential oil company that I actually work with, which is doTERRA, they do have co-impact sourcing trips. So I got to be blessed to to actually go along to Nepal and uh, the school that we actually stayed at, um, the, the young girls there was just... We had a Days for Girls day, so um, she, my girlfriend Sharon and I have actually watched and been trained on how to actually run one of these days and to be sitting there in a in a schoolroom environment with these young, excitable, beautiful, smiling, you know, face girls that don't understand anything about their body, to actually go in there and educate them how to actually use the sanitary items that we actually sew, they get underpants, they get soap, um, they get a face cloth, every, you know, they, they actually, it's like really for me with my girls coming up to that age, it's like, wow, how could you not know what was going on with your body? So to be there in the room and educate these girls and there was a translator and there was lots of laughs and um, I've actually put a, a video together um, that I will send you the link of there that has some footage of that because it's just such a hard thing to, it expanded my heart in such a way and I really feel all the development and everything that I've actually done as far as work on myself sort of led me up to that particular stage of being vulnerable enough to know that there's such a huge world and there's so much out there that we just really, really don't know and everything's a learning curve and yeah, I, I, I'm, Sorry if I sound upset, but it's just even bringing back the memory from that. It's a huge impact to be able to to help, you know, third world countries and also just empower other women to be able to help in, in so many different ways. Yeah, amazing. I'm sure we could do a whole another podcast episode on that because there's so much happening with women around our planet that people are just not even aware of. So maybe we can talk about that another day. That would be wonderful. Yeah, that'd be great. And I do apologise because I get a bit of a, a, a very emotional on that one. So if I didn't sound too, yeah, it's hard to put into words. It's so no, I love that because it's just an indication of doing something that really aligns with your heart and how meaningful and um, impactful our life can be when we combine our work and our passion, you know, all as one big thing to do together. Um, with the answer that you gave just before, it just reminded me of um, uh, when I was doing training with Anthony Robbins years ago, about 10 years ago, he was talking about answering emails and planning and scheduling your day. And he said, just because something's a priority for them doesn't mean it's a priority for me or it's a priority mm. priority for you. And I remember at the time thinking, whoa, that's kind of harsh, but now I use that kind of like a mantra every day because we can be so pulled in all those different directions and having a structure to your day or what you need to get achieved is it's really important to prioritize that to yourself and your goals rather than being dictated by everybody else's yeah so great absolutely point. 
Um, Megs, I love that you embrace all aspects of yourself in all of these different endeavors that you do. And it really sings to me because I feel that often as women in business, we can be judged for putting work above family or passion over responsibility. But the truth is that we are and can be all of those things if we do it in a holistic way. For example, I believe that I'm actually a better mum because I'm passionate about my goals and the goals for our family and the planet and all the other stuff that my daughter sees me being passionate about enables her to see possibility in the world and possibility in herself because of that. What do you say to the mummy guilt or the innate kind of women guilt thing around not feeling that it's okay to say that you love your work and you love your business and you have dreams and goals and plans? Mm, Definitely. It's such a big one, isn't it? But I definitely feel that I can use my experience of just having these, you know, two incredible, beautiful little girls in my life is that I think for me personally, I was brought up where my mum and dad worked extremely hard and um, my nan had a lot to do with my upbringing because of the hours that they worked and they just wanted to actually provide. So when I come around to really starting Blooming Healthy, I did that a lot for the fact that they grow up so fast and I just feel that taking them and explaining them, they're a part of Days for Girls. So when we have our days, they don't quite understand about the entire menstrual cycle for women but when we do have days for girls they actually come along and they actually help out and and they're they're my biggest cheer squad my girls and my husband are because they just know that I'm trying to make a bigger and better brighter future for not only them but you know teaching them about third world countries with these particular feminine hygiene products and things like that I just want to be a role model for them because we live in such interesting times where they see so much at school and they, they come back with their opinions and I just want to be a, a huge role. So that's something for, for all mums. If you're passionate about something, either get your children involved or, or just sit them down and explain to them why you're so passionate about them because honestly they can be your best cheerleaders and we can have that guilt when really if we're just honest about ourselves and we're honest with them to why this particular work that we do is so important, they're only going to help you and make it a lot easier for you at the end of the day. Yeah, I love that. And also being around other women and other families I think is helpful, you know, like hearing us as women talk like this to each other and our children seeing that it's normal and it's okay for people to have this this lifestyle of wanting more and doing more and being more and experiencing more, if that's normalized, it's, it's a lot easier for us to feel better about it than, you know, I know my mum, for example, used to say to me, you should do this and you should do that. And now that I'm more present in who I am, she sees that as an amazing part of me. So instead of telling me to clean my house, she'll come and wash my dishes (laughs) or something like that. Yeah, that's what my mum does too. It's so funny. You're describing, we're so similar. You're describing exactly what my mum's life and she's, you know, like as well. And she's sort of does those things to actually help now. And I actually thought they weren't, you know, hugely supportive of me, but gee whiz, that was myself telling me a huge story there because they look after my beautiful girls when I do these overseas trips and they do everything. So they mightn't understand exactly every aspect of your business, but just being there and honoring what you're doing and just helping out in those little ways. So I think we're just hard on ourselves and people that were around. If you could just explain to them, it'd be a different, different experience. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, finally, Megs, I'd just like to hear your thoughts on the role of intuition and using that as a guide to be kinder to yourself. So in this community, we're always looking at allowing your inner compass or your inner wisdom or intuition to lead you. How do you think we can use our inner knowing or our intuition to be kinder to ourselves? Mm, definitely. It's such a beautiful part of your podcast, this, because it's really the the, the great bits of just, yeah, that big, big question, which has taken me a, a lot of years to really stumble around, but I honour that now. So I think definitely is to get to know your inner critic. If it's actually questioning something, are you listening to it? Are you actually, is that gut feeling a good or a bad thing? Really sort of being in tune with yourself and, and not second guessing yourself when sometimes you may think think you know the answer, but really dive into what's making you feel good and what's not making you feel good and definitely honoring yourself and being yourself so for a lot of years I've got a I'm a Sagittarian I've got a bit of a a big personality and sometimes I've always felt that that has really sort of been a not so good part of myself but I've actually learned that you attract who you actually really sort of want. So I, I, for many years, I sort of really in social situations tried to not be myself and it really never honoured me. So now it's, you know, make or take me, find me who I am. I just really am myself. And since I've been really honouring myself and, and speaking my truth, my life has changed in so many ways. And also just my last one would be just be grateful. I think if you can be grateful for the the smallest things, it, it sounds crazy, crazy, but even um, I've done so many roles, but we owned a, we had an organic food box business and, and the farmer on this great farm used to actually say he was actually grateful for the plants growing and he really taught me a, a few other things and I'm just grateful for such the smallest, smallest things now and really before I, you know, sleep of a night time, I just close my eyes, think about what I'm grateful and it just leads into a not only a nice sleep but it's really changed my life. So three tips there that hopefully will help other people to just not be so judgmental on themselves. Mm, so beautiful and such a beautiful practice to do um, at bedtime. That's something really practical. People can actually go home and start to do just one small little action that can help um, cultivate gratitude because often we think we're grateful but we haven't actually had that full body experience of feeling like gratitude flow through our body and that's what happens obviously when you're brought to tears by your work and all those kind of um, heart-led activities Oh, so interesting, Megs. Thank you so much. I know in the interest of time, you've got children to pick up and things um, to do this afternoon, but I'm so grateful for you taking this time to um, jump on and share your journey with Blooming Healthy. For everybody listening, um, as usual, Megs is going to share some top tips that are going to be secret source info about slaying your inner critic. That's only going to be available to you if you are a subscriber to my mailing list. So jump on my website at www.samanthagoldsmith.com you can download a free copy of my ebook and you can also um, register to receive that uh, information if you would like to uh, follow blooming healthy i'll just get you to share your social media handles um, verbally megs and then i'll also share them in the newsletter yep definitely so we've got www.bloominghealthy.net which is my website and blooming healthy absolutely everywhere else instagram facebook 
and um, good old Twitter, so Blooming Healthy, which is just really, really quickly my my particular friends say that I'm very um, Kath and Kim, as you can actually hear, and Bloom Healthy is, is not only just one of those um, funny names that people actually remember because that's what I am now, definitely Blooming Healthy. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. Thank you, Sam, and thank you for doing this podcast. It's just absolutely delightful. I'm so excited to, to hear your upper cup episodes and, yeah, just an absolute joy to be able to talk to. So thanks. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you guys. Jump on the website, um, subscribe to that mailing list and hear uh, Meg's tips and check her out at the Blooming Healthy sites that she just mentioned and have a beautiful week. We'll see you next week.